0: Welcome to the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment my name is Tanner Kern certified G fide stud and you can't teach that in this right here this is G money grant Mitchell we are here giving you the Thanksgiving Day plays and you can't teach that. Forget about the Thanksgiving Day parade, forget about all that. We have football on all day. This is the definition of an American holiday and we get to bet on it. So lock in if you're on TikTok, lock in if you're watching on YouTube. Let's have a day. Welcome in Grant. Are you riding?
1: Absolutely riding. I was waiting for the Bottle Boom, Tanner. You never you never gave me the Bottle Boom. Where is it at?
0: We're changing it up today. We're chained up the, the Grant. Grant. This is this is why we came to this country. For Thanksgiving Day football. <laughs> I, I
1: don't think they were playing football back then. I'm, I'm disagree with you a little bit there. They played but football at the say, first Thanksgiving. I, w- I will say Thanksgiving football is absolutely a part of my family tradition. I know that a lot of families out there, it, you know, some people might just go watch the games after they're done eating. Now we've got that TV on all day long from the, from the morning pregame shows all the
0: way until the evening. I totally agree with that. I don't watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade. My Sunday consists of or my Thursday consists of sitting down, watching football, watching the pregame show, watching the postgame show, watching every single show involving football and watching all three games. It's going to be an epic day. We also have college football. We also have like college basketball. I believe we also have like no NBA on Thanksgiving Day, but we have a lot of sports. And then Friday, the slate on Friday is massive between college football, college basketball. We have the NFL. Shout out to Tim Boyle getting the start for the New York Jets. We have a ton of stuff and we'll be breaking all that down as well on the WSM platform so make sure you guys subscribe to the channel get it done like share subscribe help us out in the comment section drop your picks and Grant let's get into the plays for Thanksgiving Day
1: that sounds good to me do you want to start or you want me to start
0: Let's start with the first game, and I can break down the the matchup, and I'll give you the first pick here. But Green Bay Packers versus the Detroit Lions, second matchup of the season between these two teams. Lions are currently favored by 7.5 points as of Wednesday when we're recording, and the total is set at 46.5. As far as tickets and bets go, 74% of the bets on FanDuel right now, 81% of the money coming in on Detroit spread here. So the public is all over Detroit, but Grant, I think you're going against that.
1: Yeah, and I will say the precedent would tell you to go with the Lions here because favorites are 36-18 and 18 against the spread on Thanksgiving. But I am going to go with the Packers here. Now, let me start by saying I was impressed with the Lions' win last week. And I know you might be saying you were impressed. You were impressed they were down to the bear. No, of course not. But do I like the fact they were able to come back in the fourth quarter, down multiple scores against the Bears after they turned the ball over four times, Came the only team this season to turn the ball over four-plus times and still win? Yes, that's impressive. You know, sometimes when you win, you're going to win ugly, and that is the mark of a good team. The Lions are obviously a good team, and they can make noise in the playoffs. With all that being said, we've been looking for – late game production and heroics almost from Jordan Love because we've seen the arm strength We've seen the talent, we've seen a couple of nice throws here and there, but you watch a game like what he had against the Pittsburgh Steelers, where the Packers had a legitimate chance to win that game, and he throws two costly interceptions right at the end. You change that, go ahead next week, and now you look at what he did with the Chargers: 322 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Played a clean game, one of his first clean games in a long time. And if I'm looking at this Lions defense, I mean they've been getting up points lately, they are there for the taking. And these NFC North, these classic NFC North rivalry matchups on thanksgiving do have a history of just being close to one another so could i see this being a backdoor cover where the packers don't really have a chance of winning sure but i can see the packers hanging tough so i'll take them a plus seven and a half
0: yeah, the Lions have been one of the better teams against the spread in the NFL. They might be one of the best teams against the spread. Uh, but recently, they have not delivered in that regard. Bears, they beat by five points. Chargers, they beat by three points. Even the game against the Raiders, if Jimmy Garoppolo drops a few passes on the money, that's a much different game than a 26-14 to 14 score. So they haven't been great as late. And then before that, they got blown out by the Ravens. They're finding ways to win. That's very commendable. I don't care who wins this game. I care who covers. I'm going to take the Packers. At plus 7.5 here, I think they have momentum coming into this one. And again, you can't turn the ball over four times. If you're the Detroit Lions, they're going to be gassed up to play this game. But it reminds me of early in the season when they faced the Seahawks at home. It was like one of those that we can't lose. It's a game that everyone takes the Lions. Everyone knows the Lions are going to win. They didn't end up winning that game, and they obviously didn't cover because they lost. So I think this is going to be much tighter than we think. Again, NFC North rivalry. We saw the Packers that compete with the Lions at times in their their first game so i think we're going to see a similar result here and uh, the packers keep it close Seven and a half, just that's too much that's too many points for this detroit lions team in my opinion
1: and it goes back to what we always talk about the critical number you know are the lions a touchdown better than the packers sure but are they going to win by multiple scores that's the key you get the extra half point another reason to go with the packers there
0: yeah, and also, too, if you're watching this game, make sure you live bet it as well. Because when you get these big spreads for the dogs, like if Detroit was to go up seven to nothing, you're probably going to get plus 13 and a half right away. So there's a lot of opportunities to you know work your way in the live betting market and find uh, profitable advantages there. We got some comments rolling in here. Detroit, we got Georgia Tech plus 24 against UGA, DC for life in there. And then we got what happened to your Patriots jersey. Well, they suck, and it's Thanksgiving. So I figured I'd go with the theme here. Next game, Grant, your Washington Commanders. Fresh off a fresh off a nice little loss, the Commanders To Tommy loss. DeVito. To Tommy DeVito. DeVito's slinging it though. He's got more multi-touchdown games than Kenny Pickett than has. Kenny Pickett, yeah. <laughs> so like he's Tommy DeVito is that guy. It helps that he's getting all his laundry done and the cooking done because he doesn't worry about that, so he can focus all on football. But anyways, big game here for the Dallas Cowboys against the Washington Commanders. You like the the Cowboys against the spread here? We'll talk about that in a minute. I don't really have a spread pick. I think Washington steps up against good competition. You're a Commanders fan, so you know it more than I do that you don't think they're going to cover in this one. But I do like a prop here, and that's CD Lamb over 91 and a half receiving yards early in the season, like we saw it with CD Lamb. He wasn't getting the ball consistently. And then something something switched. Credit to credit to the team, credit to Mike McCarthy getting him the football because now they're starting to do that, and he's been sensational as of late. And he has a great matchup against his commander's secondary, Grant. Coldheart Football Facts ranks the commander's 30th in defensive passer rating, 30th in defensive real quarterback rating, 30th in total team yards allowed. And let's see if we can find another one to go against him. 24, no, 29th. In bendability. So they're giving up big plays. C.D. Lamb is that big play guy for the Cowboys, and I think he has a huge day. Dak's been hot as of late. They carry that momentum into Thanksgiving.
1: I do agree with you. The commander's giving up more points per game than every team in the league. They're giving up the third most passing yards. That obviously fits into what CD and the Cowboys have been able to do lately. A big reason that, you know, our picks go and they they're, they work together. You know, even though you're taking a whole different market, if CD has a big day, Dak has a big day, the commander's defense sucks That's probably going to help the Cowboys cover the spread, which, of course, is my pick. Looking at Dak, he's been arguably the hottest quarterback in the league over the last month. Only 189 yards last week. He didn't need to do a whole lot more. They were dominating the Panthers from the onset. But he has 404 yards and four touchdowns the week before that. 374, three touchdowns the week before that. 304 with four touchdowns the week before that. So he's been playing absolutely lights out. And when we look at what the Cowboys do to bad teams, Tanner, I picked them at what was it, my, minus nine and a half against the Panthers last week. I made this case there is no team in the NFL that is better against the bad teams than the Cowboys are. They've beaten the Giants 40 to nothing and 49 to 17. They beat the Panthers 33 to 10. They beat the Rams 43 to 20. They beat the Patriots 38 to 3. They beat the Jets 30 to 10. This is just their M.O. Can they stand up to the Eagles and the Niners? We don't have evidence to say so, but they can absolutely blow out these bad teams. They have the highest average scoring differential in the league, despite having three losses, which I feel like does say a lot here. Now, the reason that I I think if you're going to hold on to any sort of faith as a commanders better is going to be Sam Howell, because despite the mistakes he makes, despite the sacks that he takes and the interceptions he throws. He can't push the ball down the field. I mean, this is the league leader in passing yards, so that is without question. But this Cowboys defense is very opportunistic, and they can create a ton of pressure. Like I was just saying, we've seen that he's going to take those sacks. He leads the league in sacks taken. Um, So I think it's going to be a big win for the Cowboys, powered by their defense. I think they get a couple of turnovers, Dak driving down the field. And to your props, CeeDee Lamb has a strong day as well.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. we got a comment coming in here. Everyone knows favorites in the public win on Thanksgiving Day. Vegas gives back. Well, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. The Lions have sucked for years. So obviously, whoever plays the Lions has an easy win. And then the Cowboys usually win on Thanksgiving because they're the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're a good regular season team, maybe. I don't know. But favorites do usually win on Thanksgiving. I don't know if it's because Vegas is trying to give us free money. That doesn't really happen. You guys going over Friday college football. We're not going over that on this show. We can talk about that on Friday, though. Uh, Friday morning. Let's smash it. What up, Sharky? Big day yesterday. CD about to go crazy. Cowboys week, Kern. A lot of comments rolling here on TikTok, guys. Appreciate it. Make sure you go over to the WSM page and subscribe (laughs) to us there when we upload this video. All right, Grant. So we got these two games covered. Now we're on to the third one, the big night game here. The San Francisco 49ers against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are a touchdown underdog at home here. I'm going to take a prop in this one, and it goes to Christian McCaffrey. He's been the do-all back for them this season. 21 carries last week for 78 yards against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shout out to the Buccaneers, by the way, too. They played very hard. A couple turnovers didn't make it go their way, but they did play hard against the San Francisco offense. And then against the Jacksonville Jaguars, he had 16 carries for 95 yards. I see this as a game... A division game that's going to be tight, where San Francisco is going to have to rely on the run. Brock Purdy's been good, but the 49ers offense as a whole, even the past couple weeks, hasn't been good. I think they were like 30 or 40 percent on third down last week. That can't happen here, so I think they're going to lean on their best player, and that is Christian McCaffrey. When you look at the Seahawks team defensively, not too good. They rank uh, 22nd in defensive rush rating, according to coldhardfootballfacts.com and then they are also 14th in bendability, middle-of-the-road team there. But the defensive rush rating is what I'm really looking at in this game. I think their best chance, 49ers' best chance of winning this one and winning by a lot is by running the football, Christian McCaffrey. it has gone over two weeks in a row. Let's make it three.
1: When I'm looking at this matchup, first of all, it's the difference between the seven-and-a-half points in the Lions-Packers game and just straight-up seven here. So you're laying the points. You could get a push on a touchdown and vice versa. But – I'm like you. I think that the Niners are going to be able to control the trenches and and run the ball, control the time of possession, all that good stuff. It's really that battle in the trenches that sets the stage for this matchup, though, uh, for me personally, at least. Looking at when these teams played last year, you know, the Seahawks exceeded expectations, were a good team last year, probably a little bit better last year, but they – excuse me probably a little bit better this year but they had the same problem a year ago where yes you know geno smith can make plays and they've got some nice guys on defense but they just can't hold up at the point of attack and when you're battling off the back foot on the offensive and defensive line for the entire 60 minutes it immediately puts you at a disadvantage and now looking at this game you know these teams haven't played so far yet this season this is gonna be their first meeting the seahawks have been able to generate pressure they're fourth in sacks per game so far but 49ers can generate pressure with the best of them and again I like their offensive line a lot better than I do the Seahawks and I just think that the consistency you know the the chemistry the continuity that the Niners have with McCaffrey a guy who is an evergreen as an anytime touchdown scorer bet guys like Ayuk and Kittle and Debo who might not get a ton of targets but when they do get the ball they make plays with the ball in their hand we know about that defense and Seattle's not as consistent as you would like to see from a playoff team Gino Smith has been a little erratic at times the defense has very good playmakers but they still give up a lot of points I think this could be a game where it's you know three four six points difference between for most of the game but then the 49ers end up winning by 10 to 13 so could it be close yes but I'm gonna take the 49ers on the spread
0: yeah I like that. Again, these, these spreads are tough to tough to play in this one. You want to play the dog, but in the end of the day, the favorites are better and the favorites have eaten on Thanksgiving. So tough calls there. That's why I'm sticking with two props and then a spread. And we'll have more picks on the WSM page. Guys, if you want to go up in the link in the bio, a couple comments here, I'm getting ripped apart for the Cowboys Jersey, getting ripped apart. Everyone thinks I'm a Cowboys fan. We got one. Uh, nice jersey you've got
1: you've got all you've got a jersey collection i have a jalen hurts jersey
0: i literally have a jalen hurts jersey in there and they would be praising me like i'm just not wearing it because it's thanksgiving i'm trying to get in the holiday spirit so everyone in the comments ripping me apart like g evans 2014 here telling me to shave my eyebrows actually funny story when i get picked apart on social media the eyebrows are the biggest thing but I was going to get like ninety dollar haircuts for a while. Like I was going to like a legit salon for a while because I needed to like the the you know the gotta gotta keep it look fresh. And then I decided to go back to great clips. As soon as I go back to great clips, the eyebrow comments come back in. So not very happy about that. Might have to go and spend money on a on a nice haircut. Now Seahawks plus seven and the under has Dallas beat a team with a winning record. They have not actually. No, that's like I said, they're they're
1: the kids, the, the bullies in school to take your lunch money. As soon as someone stands up to them, they fold, but they're excellent at beating those bad teams.
0: Definitely. Um, Seahawks feast tomorrow. How about them Eagles? Guys, I like the Eagles. I want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Niners. <laughs> they like, really stop. think you're a Cowboys fan? Because <laughs> you put a Cowboys jersey on, I think you're a Cowboys fan. I'm not a Cowboys fan, guys. Stop. You have a not Trevor a Lawrence fan. jersey. You have a Baker jersey. Like... I have a lot. I got a lot of jerseys. Ravens, Eagles, Super Bowl would be crazy. Yes, it would, Ralph. And then David Kerr Newman. You have too many jerseys. I guess I'm Kerr Newman. Too many jerseys for other teams. Boston's mad at you. Boston's, besides Jason Tatum, that's the only Boston player that I need to praise the Lord to. Okay, other than that, they, they all suck. Ravens, Cowboys, Super Bowl, lock it in. Yes, sir. All right. So, Grant, that was another edition of Ride the Line. You take a shot, absolutely,
1: was Tanner, and we've got a big one coming up on Friday. But until then, on behalf of Tanner and the WSN channel, we want to wish you all a very Merry Thanksgiving. Let us know, Tanner. This is normally we tell people to comment with their favorite picks. I want to know what everybody's favorite Thanksgiving food is. Do you you like turkey or ham? You like stuffing? You like green bean casserole? Drop some
0: comments below, yeah. Drop your favorite food. Um, uh, mine has to be like sweet potato, something with sweet potatoes, love a good sugary dish. Um, and then obviously the pie. So I, I'm pumped for tomorrow. This is my favorite, favorite time of the year. Someone's saying steak. David's coming in with steak on things. That's a power move. No, that's a power move. Turkey sucks.
1: Turkey is terrible. terrible. I'm a a ham
0: guy. I'm a Thanksgiving ham guy. Nobody eats Thanksgiving dinner for turkey. We eat it for the sides. Cornbread's from Shreyas and there. What's up, Shreyas? Fried turkey and Brussels sprouts sounds good. It's her duck in. Ham is elite from Ralph. we got some comments rolling in here. I like it. I like it. But anyways, Grant, take us out.
1: Guys, that's going to do it for this Wednesday episode of Ride the Line. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Before you click off, like the video, subscribe to the channel so you never miss out when Tanner and I upload. And we will see you all on Friday's show.